Hello and welcome to the very first and likely last Xbox Sales and Sandwiches. I'm Wakapale and with me I have the master of sandwiches himself, Big L. And the, yes! And the illustrious Kronos. Hi! Uh, today we're going to go through the 2018 Xbox Winter Sale. And we're not going to go through everything, just titles that I personally find interesting and uh, as well as Big L and uh, Kronos. Uh, starting off uh, on the 360, the first title I have is Catherine. Uh, this uh, infidelity horror puzzle game is uh, something quite unique on the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, I played it with my now wife and uh, I've been told that maybe I shouldn't have done that, but oh, yeah. it worked out. <laughs> have anyone else of you played Catherine? I've got some experience with Catherine. It's a very, very interesting game and you're like, right to say it's nothing else like that on the ecosystem. It's very Japanese, uh, which is not saying it's a bad thing at all, but it, it, it has that feel to it where nothing is quite right. It's incredibly surreal. Uh, there are dream sequences in this game which make no sense to anyone except the person in the game and you're playing as this character so you're experiencing it and it's not really even meant to make sense to you. There's a really good story here um, and some very difficult puzzles. The completion is not easy but uh, it is backwards compatible and the price is right for people who are interested in this kind of game. Um, it's definitely one of the best of its genre. And one of the only of its genre. <laughs> and next up is Spec Ops The Line. This. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, you forgot to mention that Catherine is about is $4 or approximately one sandwich. I leave that up to the master of sandwiches himself. So keep I mean, that you up. You can get a pretty bare bones sandwich for $4, but you could definitely get something or other. Would you guys sure. would you recommend Catherine at $4? Uh, I certainly would. Uh, I think it's a great game. It is very challenging, and the protagonist is uh, is not a very good person. I'll say that he's very bad at taking responsibility for his actions. Okay, I know it's not a hard completion, but could you get most of it done? Get some good score out of it? I don't think so. I haven't uh, looked at the list in years, but uh, one playthrough can be done in. Uh, I'm guessing five or six hours, but you need nine partial playthroughs to get through it, as wow. well as uh, some extra modes that are very difficult. Uh, you can get a lot of high TA ratio achievements near the end, but uh, it's not easy and it will take you quite some time to go there. So it's yeah. highly preloadable. I can if say you have that. skill, oh. though. Only if you have the skill. The one thing to say about a puzzle game is that this is an action puzzle game, unlike you know a sit-and-think kind of puzzle game. You have to figure out the right path and then be able to move along that path in a quick way. So just knowing it isn't enough, you have to have the dexterity to get through it as well. Yeah, there's also a great uh, versus feature, but uh, there's no achievements tied to it. Okay, so bad for completionists, good for f f fun? Pretty good for fun, if this is your idea of fun. Yeah, if you like right. uh, nightmarish sheep and uh, demons and uh, all kinds of unpleasant things. With a lot of sexual overtones. 
Yep, a lot of it. God bless the Japanese. Not right. always. They're not. That's that's not the only thing. But it, it does happen to be true in this case. So yes. <laughs> I think uh, Catherine is uh, handling it fairly maturely. The, it's it's a mature game for mature people. I'll see myself out. <laughs> but still worth a sandwich. Next up is Spec Ops The Line at 80%, and this one is a bit pricier. $6, I heard. Yes, 80% off and still $6, but... It is one of the best stories in video games. Uh, the way it is told is really impressive. The thing is that it is a third-person shooter that really makes... The impression of being just a generic third-person shooter until it really goes off the deep end and goes into some very nasty stuff. And uh, the game tricks you in ways and uh, upends your expectations in many different situations. Uh, I've heard that uh, many play it, put it down because it gets too uncomfortable for them. you murder a lot of Americans in it, as an American. Ooh. So there's. I can see why that might be problematic. Things. Yeah, and uh, the story itself takes place uh, in, uh, I think it's around Dubai or somewhere in the Middle East during a sandstorm. So you're cut off from the rest of the world, and uh, you don't really know what's going on, and you make some bad calls, leading to ver- worse and worse events. Now, you've recommended this game to me personally in the past, despite the fact that I have an aversion to shooters. So I know this is a game that you really, really like and want to get people to play if they're interested in it at all. The story is fantastic. Uh, the gameplay is is more than okay for a third-person shooter, but it, it's really not the gameplay that is the thing here. It's the way the story is presented and the, the fact that the game completely upends your expectations of what's going on and uh, at the end uh, the protagonist is really losing her, his mind and it uh, there's some really messed up stuff going on alright, what are the achievements like? And the achievements are all tied to the single player campaign and everything is fairly easy except uh, the uh, difficulty uh, achievements the difficult, difficult achievements. Uh, the uh, collectibles can be a pain as well, but uh, you can get most of the achievements in one playthrough and all of them in two. Okay, cool. But it is quite difficult on higher difficulty. I'd recommend playing it on the easiest difficulty if you do not usually enjoy third-person shooters. So perhaps another one for completionists to stay away from, but another one where... Uh, people playing for fun or looking for that story would have a good time for, in this case, a sandwich and a half. <laughs> yeah, this is really dark stuff, and uh, I really like the game. I rarely think about a game story months after I've completed it, and uh, this awesome. game really got under my skin for some reason. So Spec Ops The Line is dark, Catherine is psychological horror. We've got to have something to lighten this up. 
Uh, sure. We have Avatar, The Last Airbender, The Burning Earth. It's 80% oh. at 85% off. Unfortunately, it's not backwards compatible, but uh, this game is infamous for being a, well, what can you say, five minute completion? I haven't actually played it, but I have seen it done, and the person who did it, it was two minutes, and that included the load screen and putting the disc into the tray on his... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's quite a large game, I don't remember, but I think it's at least five gigabytes. But, uh, yeah, most people don't make it further than the tutorial where you unlock all the game's achievements if you want them. At one point, I was curious, and I looked up on howlongtobeat.com, hltb.com, uh, how long the game actually is supposed to take if you play through the campaign. And it's still only six to eight hours. So even if you weren't doing it that way and you played through the whole story uh, the way that the game was meant to be played, you're not going to be in for a very long experience. Uh, but it is, as you said, infamous among the uh, achievement hunting community because it was, uh, for the longest time, the simplest uh way to earn a thousand gamer score very very quickly and it may still be because it is not hard at all you just pop it in and push the b button a bunch of times and all well, five you, achievements pop you might actually have to move your character into position a bit to not get hit while you try to go for one of the large combos but uh, yeah you, once you got in position you don't have to move at all anymore just press the b button so if you're looking for the quick hit of gamer score this is coming in i think at uh three dollars l is that correct yes actually you can maybe get like a cheese sandwich for that maybe you can you two can, pieces of american cheese yeah you can barely get sandwiches fixings for that much i know you know what i find interesting on trueachievements.com there are actually out of fifty-seven thousand six hundred thirty-three people only 56,095 have completed it. So over 1,500 people have played it and not finished it on TA. Check if Skeptical Mario has it preloaded. <laughs> <laughs> he must. I, I think a number of people actually do this. He has it paused. Irony. They, they keep that last achievement from uh, being popped just to sort of point out the fact that you can not complete the game. Uh, for the longest time, actually, this game was... 20 25 dollars physically and on ebay so for three dollars yeah in europe it was uh, very expensive for the longest time i think uh, i almost got it when it was 20 dollars but uh, i stayed away from it until it was on a deep sale yeah it's been yeah. on sale a couple times recently uh, but it, it hasn't yeah it hasn't even been uh, uh, on the marketplace until recently it had been removed and it had been completely unavailable, so only the disc version was around. Now they are selling it digitally again, and over the Black Friday sale, they took it down to $4. Now it's even cheaper. Well, I'm in the Kronos camp. I've never played this one either, so no staying there yet. Yeah, one day probably. I, I pressed B at least 100 times, but that's my experience <laughs> with it. <laughs> Moving on. Remember me. Anyone familiar with Remember Me? It's 75% off and not backwards compatible. It is a... It's from the developers of um, the Teen Angst drama. And my, the name is uh, not coming into my head. There Don't can't nod. Be of them. Don't nod makes Life is Strange. Life is Strange, me. thank you. And uh, Remember Me it was their 
previous game before they did Life is Strange and it tanked. Uh, it's a very interesting game and you see this is much more fantastical than uh, Life is Strange and uh, it's science fiction story about a girl who rewrites people's memories and uh, a big company that uh, buys and sells people's memories and packages them and sends them as commodities it's it's kind of an interesting story the game itself is more of a is a kind of a beat em up uh, there's a very f- strange atmosphere and tone in the game and you're not really sure what is going on until the end and I, I didn't en- like the end at all to be honest but uh, most of the game is really interesting and strange taking place in uh, future Paris it's a it's a cool game that not a lot of people have played well, 21,000 tracked gamers that's not so bad quite honestly well, a lot of people really love Life is Strange, and so they probably wouldn't be able to have experienced Life is Strange if Remembering Me hadn't have tanked, because the fact that this game tanked was why Life is Strange went episodic. They couldn't afford another financial loss, so they made a portion of the game, and it did well enough that they were able to uh, keep the company alive. So if you like Life is Strange, you can still thank Remember Me, because sometimes we find success in failures. Yeah, Remember Me is... Uh... It reminds me a lot of uh, Life is Strange, uh, but uh, you can see a lot of ideas from Remember Me that went into Life is Strange. The uh, memory remixes are basically time manipulation, but uh, in the past. The more you think think about the story, the more uh, messed up it is. And uh, yeah, you're, uh, the pr- protagonist is not a very good person in this game either. Uh, but I'm yeah, sensing it, a theme it, here. Interesting game. Well, we're only on 360. Okay, let, let's flip the roles. The next game I have here is Sleeping Dogs. In this game, you play a triad in Hong Kong that's actually an undercover cop. So it's a good guy pretending to be a bad guy for a change. Yeah, it's a good guy that does really horrible things to people, like still, hanging them on meat hooks. On still probably like a bad guy. Uh, Sleeping Dogs is uh, my personal favorite uh, of the uh, well crime open world city games. It takes place in Hong Kong. You play as the undercover officer uh, infiltrating the triad and uh, well for being an undercover cop you sure get away with a lot of bad stuff. You do horrible things to people in this game and it has more f- focus on uh, hand-to-hand combat and uh, there's not a lot of firearms in most of the game. Uh, it reminds me of uh, the Batman Arkham combat system. And it's quite brutal and there's some really good DLC for it. And the really good story DLC is rare. I can't think of many other in- instances. An advantage here is that this DLC is also on sale in this sale as well. Yes, on 360, uh, I would uh, prefer the uh, one version 
for many reasons. The uh, 360 version has um, uh, three pieces of DLC that you should get. There's only two of them that have achievements, but the third one is just so good and makes it easier to uh, unlock uh, achievements in the base game. The DLC being on sale in this sale, uh, I don't like that phrasing, but that's what we got. On sale in this sale is also important because Sleeping Dogs was games with gold at a point in the future, in the past. So people who had Sleeping Dogs on the 360 and then Sleeping Dogs Definitive on the Xbox One can now acquire that DLC alone at the reduced cost for the 360 version. And since this is 85% off right now, uh, I suspect that this game might be delisted soon because it has a lot of licensed music in it as most uh, of these kinds of games have. And this is just purely speculation on my part, but I don't remember seeing this... uh, this sheep before and i'm not sure that uh, it will be around for much longer that is a very good cautionary tale well if you don't like uh, the the gta's and um, saints rows of this systems i I wouldn't recommend this one Uh, but uh, this is my personal favorite. Hong Kong is an excellent location. They make, uh, they mix languages. They use English and uh, Chinese and makes it feel uh, very exotic, at least to me, who's never been to China. Yeah, I do not tend to like this style of game, but I have played Sleeping Dogs uh, after the games with gold uh, offer. And it is a fine game. There's nothing that I can say that's wrong with it. The, the combat mechanics are very fluid and very very visceral so uh it's an enjoyable experience uh, and i can get behind walk appeals uh recommendation here especially since the dlc is cheap and because there is a reasonable chance speculation or not that it will be going away if not now at some point in the future it is likely to go yeah it's very unfortunately that people haven't started the dlc because they are excellent they are not serious one bit uh, they are there's one that's called Nightmare in North Point, uh, where you are on a date and uh, your date gets kidnapped by a uh, a, a gangster with a cat face, and then you fight uh, Chinese vampires that are not r- exactly the same as uh, the Western vampires. Yeah. It's really goofy. How many sandwiches is this going to set us back? Hmm. How much is the game? $3? That's not much at all. And the DLCs are like a buck a piece? So and they, they are two... included in the uh, one version. Yes. 360 version. I think there's two DLCs with achievements. So that's, I guess, one is ketchup and one is mustard. So I think this one can qualify as a a hot dog, right? So we could talk about <laughs> if a hot dog is a sandwich again. And, well, maybe that's another podcast. Maybe we'll just leave. Yeah, well, we'll we'll move on to DuckTales Remastered, and this one uh, is yours, Expovos. Yeah, so I recommended this one because the DuckTales Remastered uh, game is is available um, in the sale. I think it's only on the 360, but it may also be available on the one. There are two versions of the game. Oh, they're both on the 360. I beg your pardon. One's an arcade game, and one's a retail game. So the retail game is probably only available on disc, so this would be the arcade game. But it is 
despite being less than a thousand G, a very entertaining time. Uh, this is a remake of the classic game from my childhood. Uh, and I've had some fun playing with my own kids because the updated cartoon graphics has let them really experience it the way that I experienced it when I was a kid. The mechanics are all the same. The gameplay is the same. It just looks fresher. And WayForward, who did the remix, uh, really did an excellent job, brought in the voice actors uh, to give it the whole new fresh Kona Paint experience. Um, it was a very solid game when it was first made. It's a little bit difficult, uh, especially when you're playing it on the higher difficulties. One of the parts of the remix is that they did offer new difficulty modes, which were substantially easier. Another reason why my kids were able to enjoy it. But if you want to go hardcore on this, you can still play a very, very difficult game. And you'll need to if you want to complete the achievements for it. But most of the achievements can be earned fairly easily just by playing the game. And only one or two are really a grind or requires some higher level skill. And even that is not particularly bad. It just does require you to you know, get some practice with the mechanics of this platformer. So it's available for uh, Xbox 360, backwards compatible arcade game, though. So not quite the usual thing on the list. But I do recommend it because it is a, a fun experience. It's only 400 gamer score for this version. The disc version is 1,000 points. That's, that was the difference. Yeah, I really like the original, but we will get to that later. Uh, do you want to keep going on the 360 side? Sure, I have another one, another uh, arcade game, another 400-pointer, actually, I think. This is Dungeons & Dragons Chronicles of Nistara, uh, and this is a uh, port of an arcade cabinet um, that was a quarter-eater. So it's a, a beat-em-up where you're designed to die repeatedly. And there's some modifications you can make to it in the game uh, to make it less like that, but it's you're, you're going to die a lot. Uh, and that's okay. So it's based on the... the style of Dungeons and Dragons. You have the warrior, you've got the dwarf, you've got the elf and the magic user, and you go through beating up kobolds and uh, displacer beasts and all kinds of the animals from the D&D universes uh, on a very bizarre simple high fantasy kind of quest. Um, it's nothing particularly special. It's really on here because people who played it in the arcades probably have a lot of nostalgia for it, and the discount is substantial. This is normally $15, and it's only down to $5, and it's not particularly hard for a completion, but it is also a lot of fun. It's also really good for co-op. You can do co-op local or co-op online, and this game shines with between four uh, and six players in the arcade cabinet, and I think it holds up to four with Xbox Live. So you can play it with your friends and relive those glory moments of beating up kobolds and picking up silver pieces from the ground. It shows the extra level of care, perhaps, that the Xbox Live arcade titles had to have to go through to get that extra level of certification that ID at Xbox doesn't have. And we get more games because of that, but sometimes you know, with some drawbacks. So this is one of the better ones. And there's, a, there's an achievement for going down one particular path, um, which requires you to fight a dragon, which usually is a really bad idea especially if you want to preserve your quarters. But because you have infinite quarters, infinite lives here, it's not so bad. Fighting that dragon, it's <laughs> as rough. Yeah, I have never played this game. I've never even seen it in action. I somehow own it, but uh, yeah, know nothing about it except what I've been told right now. Okay, next up is the final 360 game on this list, Sacred Citadel. 
Uh, so once again, really wanted to have Sacred Citadel on here, mostly because even though it's in Game Pass, and even though it was previously a Games with Gold title, it's still one of those things that not everyone has, and probably everyone ought to have. So if you're not in Game Pass, and you missed it as a Game with Gold title, you have yet another opportunity to get this game, which is another side-scrolling beat-em-up, but a little more polished than uh, the Chronicles of Mistara, if that one made it in. Uh, it's another one that has really good co-op, up to three players, and uh, I think Elle had a lot of experience with that as well. I did. I played that also with Michelle and her brother, and I believe we did did it sometimes online and sometimes in local, so it worked either way, I believe. And you had to do... Even those three players, there were four characters to choose from, and you had to beat the game. Yeah, and there are a couple ways to characters. make that go a little faster, but yeah, so it's, were four it's a long haul, uh, especially for another overall... 400-point arcade game. And this one also has DLC, which introduces both a new land and new characters, so it has a lot of replayability to it, but the replayability is more of the same. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of Golden Axe, and as kind of a little Easter egg, the music in the first level of Secret Citadel is a little bit reminiscent of the first music in the first level of uh, Golden Axe. So, fun little tidbit there. Obvious inspiration. Fun co-op title. All about that co-op. I would even sacrifice a sandwich okay, for this Okay, that game. leaves us done with the 360 and move over to the one. And uh, the first... Well, I wanted to put... I actually wanted to add some, uh, some 360 games real quick. Uh, Murdered Soul Suspect for 360 is only a dollar fifty, and it's about eight hours using the TA walkthrough. And as well as Valiant Hearts is six dollars. Now, if you've already played those games on the one, there's probably no need to stack them unless Definitely you want those good games. juicy achievement points. But there they are if you want them on sale. Back to you, Waka. Sorry about that. Killer Instinct Definitive Edition is 75% off. And uh, you would think that all of Killer Instinct has been games with gold already, but that is not the case. Uh, if you have picked up everything you've got in games with gold, you're still missing four characters. And uh, this is the cheapest way to get the complete package of Killer Instinct. It contains every fighter in the game, as well as uh, two bonus games, the first Killer Instinct and the Killer Instinct 2. One of these characters are actually very pricey. I'm not sure what it is in dollars, but one of them is uh, uh, almost 13 euro here. And there are three other characters that are $5 each. No, 13 so, euros would be about $15. So, so the... The Shadow Ye Yego character. Definitive edition. The definitive edition here includes the Shadow Yego uh, Jago, uh, character because I thought that, oh, that yes. was still independent, that. that you had to buy that one separately, even if you bought the definitive edition. I bought the definitive edition, and I'm 99% sure that <laughs> Shadow Yego come with that. I, I did think it was too expensive uh, to buy him standalone. Uh, since all the other characters were $5 each. They, they had some kind of reason for making it more expensive, but I don't remember it at the top of my head. It was a thing that we were doing as a promotion at the very start of the game, and it was supposed to be that Shadow Jago was going to be hyper-exclusive, uh, and the achievement list there... It was even supposed to be time-gated. It was only going to be around for like two or three weeks. 
but they relented because they had Ashimas tied to it. He was uh, exclusive for a very long time. I don't know how long, but I would guess at least a year where you could not get him at all. Yeah, so uh, there it is. You are correct. Uh, the, the Definitive Edition does include Shadow Jago, so if you are uh, interested in Defini- uh, Killer Instinct, this is definitely a good bundle of value. It gets you the characters from Season 3 that you couldn't get because of the other games with golds, and Shadow Jago, which I thought I was still on the hook for Shadow Jago when I bought my copy of Definitive Edition, so this is great news for me. Uh, Killer Instinct is one of those games with hundreds of achievements and most of them being very low hanging fruit and very good streak extenders just pop in play a match and get an achievement in many cases games with this many achievements tend to have that higher ratio yes. because very high person only score plays well. one character or a group of characters or doesn't have access to all the characters because they only have season one so they can contribute to the ratio of the additional characters through how ta calculates things but never have the opportunity to earn those achievements. With this, you can earn them all. The game itself is free to play, so I'm guessing a lot of people don't even uh, have started it, don't even own a single season. There are also some substantial skill tests. Not only do you have hundreds of achievements to go through, which obviously takes a long time, uh, some of these achievements uh, for certain modes are very, very difficult. There's one that requires you to beat... 10 players online who are ranked at the highest rank, so you've got to be good enough to beat these people. And maybe you get lucky 10 times eventually, but you're still going to be at it for a while. Another one requires you to actually get to that highest ranking, so that's probably even harder, but that's theoretically boostable. Uh, And the single-player modes that they've introduced, such as uh, Shadow Lords, have very, very cheaty AIs, which are incredibly hard to beat, um, even if you have the right gear, but it is a little bit RPG-esque in that you can collect gear and level things up and it makes it easier. So you can make your run easier by setting things up, but you're still going to have to get good at the game to earn all of the achievements, but you'll yeah, be able si- to earn a The single-player game is sort of a roguelite where you have to start over from the beginning in case you get If you defeated. lose, it's all over again, which it works very well for what it is. It is. I heard it got us significantly more difficult than it used to be as well, so... Uh, this is not something you're likely to complete if you get into today. But still, tons of achievements, a lot of TA, and a very, very polished fighting game. So if fighting games appeal to you at all, this one is probably going to be one that you're going to enjoy playing. And even if you don't particularly enjoy fighting games, this is one of the better ones available on our ecosystem. Uh, if you're bad at fighting games like me, there's even a automatic uh, combo assist that just lets you mash buttons to make cool shit happen that's how i beat uh, gargos on godlike difficulty <laughs> yes button mashing button mashing for the win probably yep. won't get you the killer though no i'm in gold somehow but uh, yeah i've got ways to go <laughs> uh, next up is arcade series miss pac-man and uh, yeah this is what, it's 20, 30-year-old game? It's $1 at the moment. Uh, it's one of the easier Pac-Mans to complete. And uh, yeah, if you like Pac-Man, $1 and an easy completion. 
So a word of caution here, if you know Pac-Man, Pac-Man has ghosts that chase you around on uh, an algorithmic basis. They know where you are and where you're likely to be going based on your direction and such. So if you make the same moves, the ghosts will always move the same way. Ms. Pac-Man, those ghosts don't move like that, so you can't memorize patterns to execute uh, your strategy as effectively. This does make Ms. Pac-Man harder than Pac-Man the original, but in some ways, it also is easier because you're not trying to just execute patterns all the time. You're just looking for those uh, good games to finally get through and do what you need to do. Personally, I found Miss Pac-Man easier than Pac-Man. But uh, yeah, there are a few difficult achievements, but uh, they're really not that bad if you go for them. Yeah, these games have pretty inflated ratios. Uh, the the Pac, the arcade series ones, they're listed as very short games with pretty high ratios. But you will spend a little bit of time, and that can be frustrating hours practicing it to get it right. Yeah, there's things you can do with save scumming and stuff like that. But I found it easier just for the uh, nom nom times for just to just to work at it until you get it done. So for only a dollar, how many get something about a fruit about basket here? or something like that? I ring a bell. <laughs> Fruit salad. No sandwiches here. There's bananas and cherries and and even Galaga. I think you could even eat the Galaga ship too. <laughs> For a dollar, I don't know. Up you can next get some crust, is Ark Survival Evolved. Uh, this is an another game that will probably take a lifetime to complete unless you decide to bring out. Uh, USB keyboard and uh, start admin commanding your way through it. It's still going to take you at least four hours to complete, but uh, there's a lot of achievements here with a high ratio uh, that you can sort of sheath your way to. I wasn't aware this was one that had the uh, admin console. Uh, I was looking at this myself recently and saw that it had a TA listed time of six to eight hours, excluding the DLC packs. I said, well, that's not too bad. But the admin console make that makes more sense. Yeah, if you're going to play this legit, you're looking at hundreds of hours. Wow. Now, why did you pick this particular game to recommend? Because it's, you can uh, easily sheet your way to a lot of TA and uh, game score. It's, it's not really my cup of tea, and I don't think a lot of people in the community oh, is going to appreciate the game for what it is. It is the kind of game that, for for people that only play one game and play it for hundreds of hours, but it's kind of cool to spawn a bunch of dinosaurs and have them beat each other up. That does sound entertaining. For a couple of minutes. Yes, it's uh, like that, but uh, a bit more involved here because you need to find all the collectibles and that takes some time to do. I believe it's Play Anywhere as well. How many sandwiches is this one? Ooh. I believe it's $20. That's an expensive sandwich. I don't know. I don't know. Go to a buffet for $20. Skip the sandwich. Or you can eat sushi buffet. That's where I'm going right now. Bastion. Later, guys. It's my next pick. And I'm back. And, uh, What's the next game? I don't know. <laughs> Do I have to say so much? I think uh, everyone has heard of this game. It is an action RPG with a an excellent narrator that uh, uh, that narrates everything that you do, and uh, it's just a really cool game and uh, fun to play. 
I should probably put in a little disclaimer here that Bastion is quite possibly one of my favorite games ever. Um, I love this game. So I take everything that I say with a bit of a, a bit of a grain of salt because it's biased. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't bought this Kids game, you might need to. The mechanics are very, very fluid for the combat, and the upgrade system is clever without being tedious, um, how it crafts in your upgrades. And the narration mechanic that Wakapel was talking about is really, really top-notch. He doesn't just narrate what you do. He narrates your death. He narrates you standing still. It's very good use of uh, some clever design and the voice actor that they picked to perform the narration has an amazing voice for this particular line of work so it all comes together in a package that was part of the art um, arcade summer uh, highlight when it came out uh, and it was originally 15 dollars for an arcade game um, and it was then brought forward to the xbox one in a remaster which has some new mechanics some new options some new areas and if you had previously purchased the arcade game, you were able to get this for free. If you haven't gotten it, buying the Xbox One edition is probably the way to go because it is really nice. The upgrades, the graphics are still the same, but they look really good on the Xbox One. And the extra areas are fun to play around it. And there's really no reason not to. The game is not super hard to complete. It will take you 8 to 12 hours probably. You're going to need to have two playthroughs. And if you just Probably don't like a bit longer since they added the extra challenges. Yeah. Uh, they can they took me a bit to get through, but uh, the the game is fantastic and uh, one of my favorite games from the 360 generation and it's even better on the one. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. So, how much it's 75% off the Xbox One price, which I believe is $15 oh. on the Xbox One as well. Uh, so we're looking at uh, another one that's five dollars or thereabouts, three seventy-five. So that is, that's really good price for this. That's uh, three seventy-five. And American. personally, I think everyone should buy it because again, we incentivize the developers when we do these things. Supergiant Games has published a number of games after Bastion. None of them have come to Xbox or Microsoft in any way. Uh, they've actually just released a brand new game over on the Epic Store game, but. If we can buy it, um, maybe they'll see there's a market for it and bring those games over here. Quick note about Bastion for me. It's one of the few games in recent memory where I just fell in love with the soundtrack. Um, and, you know, during the NES and SNES days, I fell in love with those soundtracks. But you're hard-pressed to think of any like Bastion. So I spent a lot of time on... I uh, spent some time on YouTube looking for remixes and there's actually a bunch of orchestral remixes so it's it's pretty well received in the general public and the length of the game was just perfect but i actually have yet to play the one version i finished the 360 version only so looking forward to it next up is in quite obscure title hopico uh, have any of you heard of it it's 80 percent off it's about uh I'm not entirely sure what it's about, some kind of computer virus that takes over all the consoles in the world and makes people not able to play video games. And uh, you're some kind of an antivirus that uh, goes through consoles and uh, through platforming saves the day somehow. 
I had not heard of this game until I saw it in the sale because the price reduction was so significant. I was like, what is this game? So I know very little about it. It's also available in a bundle. Uh, so Hopiko or Hopiko is available on its $1. own where you can buy cents. the bundle with another game called Tango Fiesta for an additional slight discount. But be careful if you do want to go that way. Tango Fiesta is poorly reviewed and has unobtainable achievements. I'm sure that there's a lot of hate for Hopika as well because it's a very difficult game. Ooh, but no, it, no bueno, if you're Fiesta. good at platformers, uh, it's not that bad. Uh, but the, the ratios are, at least they were very high back when I played it. And I don't think they've gotten any lower since. Mm-hmm. Calling it a platformer is not really... You don't move, you just jump and you can stand on ceilings and walls and avoid obstacles that way. You, oh, don't, right. you don't move left, right. You just jump. I watched a minute or two of gameplay about it, and I would describe it as sort of shooting yourself from one platform to An another. An runner? At least with what I, the portion that I saw. Might not be for everyone, but uh, if you're into difficult platformers, uh, there's some good fast TA to be earned there. Okay, we have Lego Movies Bundle. So the Lego Movies Games Bundle is two games for one uh, bundle. It's the Lego Movie Video Game, which is the Lego game about the Lego movie. And it's also the Lego Ninjago Movie Game, which is the Lego game about the Lego Ninjago movie. Both of these are available at substantial discounts in this sale um the lego movie video game is a game that's been around for a while and it's been on deep discount a number of times and it's pretty standard lego fare you know what you're getting into if you've played a lego game before it's very very similar to all the other lego games if you like lego games you probably have played it already if you don't like lego games this one's not going to appeal to you very much the interesting thing about this bundle is that it is cheaper than buying the lego ninjago game by itself and the Lego Ninjago game is, I think, the reason why you want to buy this bundle. Not only is it a substantially different Lego game while still being in the Lego genre, it really turns what they've done on their head and makes it enjoyable again. So if the Lego games used to be fun for you, but have sort of grown a little bit tiresome because it's the same thing over and over again, then I recommend giving the Lego Ninjago video game a try because it really freshens things up while still retaining its core of approachability and uh, enjoyment. These are both excellent games to play with kids as well. So if you have kids or are going to have kids come over, having these available or being able to play with them, it's a great way to feed your gamer score addiction while also having fun with the kids. Yeah, about that. Uh, I played the Lego games with my son and now I can't stand them anymore. He he did not really think that cooperation was the way to go. It was more (laughs) counter-operation. In every move I made. And then he complained when we didn't make any progress. I, I can't stand them anymore. Well, my recommendation still stands. Maybe give Lego Ninjago a chance and maybe uh, it'll change your tune too. Interesting. Will you tell us about Child of Light, Kronos? Okay. So Child of Light is another uh, game that was available previously in Games with Gold. But if you didn't get it there, it's one that is absolutely worth picking up. Um one of my favorite RPGs on the Xbox One. Uh, it is short and sweet and uh, relatively easy. The combat is not going to set you back a whole lot. Uh, the game is 
really an awful lot about exploration, both as a coming-of-age story for the primary character and exploration of the world, both physically exploring the nooks and crannies of this world, but also learning what makes this fantasy world tick. Um, it turns some people off with the fact that the game is presented frequently in rhyme, um, but the story is there and very enjoyable. Uh, Isn't the, everything in rhyme? Not everything is in rhyme. The dialogue is in rhyme, but not everything is in rhyme. Oh, uh, yep, the, that's it, true. The dialogue is always in rhyme. Except for one character who intentionally breaks the rhyme. She the, she sets herself up to rhyme it perfectly and then uses a, um, a thesaurus to pull out a different word that doesn't rhyme anymore. Perfect. It, it bothers the people <laughs> in the game that she does this. So there's a little bit of humor there. Um, it's, again, quite, fairly short. Um, but the color palette is also pretty unique. It's done in a pastel um, sort of watercolor way, which is not something you see in video games. It sets it apart and sort of sets the tone for it. Even though the world is very, very dark, fairy tale, grim fairy tale style, those lighter colors and the watercolor softness of them take the edge off and make it much more approachable. Um, Again, another one that has very good music, although not as good as some of the ones that Elle was mentioning earlier. This is another one where I really recommend people give it a shot uh, if they haven't had the opportunity to pay it, play it previously. I enjoyed Child of Light as well. Not your traditional co-op game, but you can play it in co-op, believe it or not. The second player can control... I forgot exactly what it was, but it was like a little wisp. Okay, yeah. And you can just use... And, and harass the enemy so they don't attack you as much. It's actually really quite helpful. And I've heard that in single player, it's hard to control it and do both at the same time. My one complaint with the game is that you get and meet a lot of characters, but you could only play as two at a time. So what winds up happening is you are leveling up two characters and you, and you wind up staying with them exclusively and the other ones just kind of sit there not being used. Uh, did you find that as well? Do you remember? I didn't seem to have that much of a problem. It, you did always have to have our, your main character in the party, so there was only the room for the two additionals, but I spent a lot of time swapping them out. I also spent a lot longer on this game than I absolutely needed to. You know, this game's a pretty quick completion. I spent 25 hours on it, which is probably <laughs> twice or three times as long as you need to because I was going through everything in this game. Uh, so therefore, Enjoying I didn't have yourself. that particular problem, but I can see where that might be a thing that causes problems for people. It's uh, nitpicking, but it's actually, it's because all the characters were so interesting and you wanted to use them all, and then you, you couldn't. That's not my experience or how I remember it. Maybe I'm mistaken, though. It's been, it has been a while since I played it. No? Okay. It's been a while. It has been a while. I remember the Jester was cool. That's all I remember. I was considering getting the 360 version to stack it. Might have to consider that. The one version is the only one on sale, though, right? I don't believe the 360 one is on sale. Were you mentioning a possible sequel? I heard something about this. Uh, that There was sort of a tease at some point that it may be coming, and that would be really excellent news. No, Child of Light is not in the 360 sale. Um, an inter another interesting point, so this was the Games with Gold, and because it was Games with Gold, it got people to try it that ordinarily wouldn't. I know a lot of people that were not fans of turn-based combat. And like any other game with gold, it has completed the ratios as well. So if you Regardless. look at it, you can see so. it's, it's a higher ratio than the game would normally have had. <laughs> that is true too, but glowing recommendation. Uh, the achievements weren't hard, and I believe anything 
collectibles that you miss, you could always go back for. So nothing to worry about there. Uh, Shadow of Light is an easy, fun game, fairly short by RPG standards, and uh, yeah, I, all of us recommend it. Uh, next up is Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, Game of the Year edition, and I want to point out that. I recommend Shadow of Mordor because it's a way better game than the recent Shadow of War. Uh, you play as a human ranger that gets killed and resurrected by the maker of the ring, the One Ring in the Middle-earth mythology. And uh, as an undead human you run around and uh, terrorize poor orcs and murder them in the most gruesome ways possible. And you do it over and over and over for 40 hours until you're done. And it's really fun. <laughs> I'm glad but you added that violent. last part. You know, the re- repetition is not necessarily fun, but it's a fun experience in this case. It is, it is very repetitious, but uh, that's the good thing about the first one in the series is that it's a lot shorter than its sequel. It uh, doesn't outstay its welcome in the same way. Uh, the uh, DLC challenges they added are actually quite difficult and uh, might take you through it. Might take you some attempts to get through, but they are not by any means impossible. It's a long game. It's probably going to take you 30 to 40 hours to get through, but uh, it's very enjoyable. Uh, at least I really liked it. I have no experience with this game. I've been dived it. I remember. I think it's similar to Assassin's Creed, combat-wise. It is similar to Assassin's Creed, but uh, it's a lot more violent. And uh, if they'd been using humans instead of uh, orcs, it would have been a lot more controversy around it. That feels mm-hmm. racist, or speciesist. <laughs> orcist. Very orcist. Oxen free is up. And I know that Kronos has a few words to say about this game. <laughs> it's not even my game. You give it to me. That's fire. Uh, I do love this game as well. I, I think he developed this game. This game. <laughs> uh, I think that one of the things <laughs> I want to say about Oxenfree here is that uh, something we've alluded to in several of the games previous is how important audio quality is for the game, uh, either for uh, making the game feel a certain way or for uh, the soundtrack's enjoyability. Oxenfree has a very enjoyable soundtrack, but the audio uh, direction that the game has is really, really intense. Oxenfree is a slightly horrific game. It's a, it's, a, it's a stroll around an island where things are trying to scare you. So uh, it, I don't typically like games that try to scare me. And I didn't know when I was starting this game up that it was going to try to scare me. So I was really out of my element. And the white noise and the way that the radios play in, all of this created an atmosphere for me that was really, really intense. And it is all about the atmosphere of the game because the gameplay is very, very minimal. It's story-driven narration and slightly choice-based. And it is really about walking around the islands and trying to figure out what's going on on the islands. The gameplay is very minimal, but the experience of it is so profound because of that audio experience, I think. So if you are a person who enjoys the audio of games, this is one that I think really plays with that really well. And even if you don't um, tend to enjoy these kinds of games, I recommend it because it's such a good example of the genre 
that people are generally speaking going to have an okay time with it, even if they're not super amazed by it. And it is a fairly short game. It does require three playthroughs, but uh, in total, because the game is so short, that's only about 12 hours. Yeah, Oxen Free is uh, really good, has a nice atmosphere. Uh, I'm not sure what if it's rated. It's probably rated teen. It, there's nothing that extreme in it to scare you. There, there's not a lot of blood and gore and things like that. It's just a creepy atmosphere and uh, suggested actions. It's, it, is, it is really it is, good. It is rated but teen. The, yeah, the uh, first playthrough is excellent, but uh, the second and third, even if they are slightly different, are not going to be much fun. There are a lot of Easter eggs to find on the island, and you can take advantage of that. Um, but unfortunately, some game design decisions do impact the second and third playthrough and make them substantially less enjoyable. It's still good, uh, but the experience of that first one is is hard to replicate. It's unfortunate they make you play it three times for a completion. Yeah. This is one where you wanted to play it again, but being forced to play it again really does hurt it. And if you haven't gotten Rocket League yet, you really should get it now. It's uh, really fun to play with friends uh, or online against random people. And the achievements are super easy and you can do them by yourself if you don't want to play with other people. I'm not the one that should be telling you how good Rocket League is, but... Uh, well, I'm not either. I don't like it. <laughs> I I have no idea why I like this game so much. It's I don't like soccer games. I don't like cars in games. But for some reason, Rocket League is just so much fun. It's so chaotic. And, well, if you, like me needed a lot of points in G-Task. It was excellent for that as well. Yep. It's definitely uh, full of points, and the, the the DLC is all basically title updates, which is uh, nice. They have monetized the game in a way that is very consumer-friendly. You can spend a lot of money on it, but you don't have to. You can play the game for forever for the flat fee, or um, it's on Games Pass, uh, as is Oxenfree. Or you can buy it here on this discount and own it forever. And the discount is substantial, and it's not unreasonably priced, especially for the amount of time that I know people are putting into it. Just because I don't like it particularly doesn't mean that it's not very well received and a very enjoyable game. I like Rocket League. Well, L, we were playing Big Bumpin' actually just last <laughs> night, and yes, I think we that I mentioned that Big Bumpin' was basically lo-fi Rocket League. So um. <laughs> that's... <laughs> yes, we were playing the hockey mode in which you drive around in your car and you're hitting um, the hockey puck into the net. So, yeah, Rocket League has that mode too, where you could choose a hockey puck. So, you weren't off base there at all, actually. But Rocket League is just so pretty. You really should play in a group of six of us and allow yourself to try to enjoy yourself for a good hour or so and see if we can change your mind on that one. No, it's in Game Pass, and the achievements are not hard enough, so maybe you can convince me. All right. At 75% off, we have Tacoma, which is a walking simulator in space. So I guess you floating simulator in parts. By the people that made Gone Home, 
I don't want to get into the specifics of the story because uh, there really isn't much to it. It can be completed in less than an hour. Well, probably a bit more than an hour if you're going for all the achievements. But uh, it's an atmospheric uh, walking simulator, not one of the best. It's okay and easy game to score. And it has never been cheaper. Mm. Moving from one walking simulator to another, I have What Remains of Edith Finch on this list. It's only half off, but uh, it is probably the best walking simulator there is. Uh, it tells the story of Edith Finch, who goes to her childhood home, learns about her family, who are not really very healthy people. They... Uh, had some mental issues. The uh, storytelling and uh, how they they mix up the gameplay, even if it's very simple, is uh, fantastic. I did never expect to enjoy a walking simulator in this manner before I played What Remains of Edith Finch. And it's worth noting that at 50% off, it's still the deepest discount this particular title has seen. So people like me who have been holding out for that discount uh, can take advantage of it and feel pretty good about it. That said, it's still... Uh, how many sandwiches, L? <laughs> it's $10 or two $5 foot longs. Um, so definitely one of the pricier ones we're looking at. It definitely seems popular amongst my friends list. A good 40 or so people have completed it on my TA friends list, so it must be pretty easy. It It is not very long, it is easy, it is a walking simulator, there's nothing nothing very taxing involved, you just move back and forth and sometimes do some light puzzling, but uh, the way it presents its different stories is just fantastic, I really enjoyed What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, we need to get a walking sim genre on TA, we were talking about that a little bit in the Discord. Because qualifying it as ad- adventure doesn't quite paint the picture of what it it's is. It's not sufficient. Yeah, I don't think so. Good picks. Coming up is the Disney Afternoon Collections, which collection which contains uh, the original DuckTales, among uh, others. If you played uh, the Disney games back in uh, on the NES... Uh, you know what you're getting into. They are fairly challenging platformers, but by NES standards, they were easy. Uh, the uh, It contains DuckTales, DuckTales 2, Chippendale, Chippendale 2, Darkwing Duck, and Tailspin. And uh, if you go to eBay or any other auction site, uh, you can see that uh, DuckTales 2 and... Uh, Ship and Dale 2 are very sought after collector's items by now because they were released after the Super Nintendo was. Uh, oh, wow. Th- they're very impressive yeah, for what they are, but they were 8 bit wow. games. Yeah, so th- these are games from the late 80s, early 90s, and they're really pushing the boundary of 8 bit technology. Uh, just as an example of another game that was doing that same kind of thing, Earthbound uh, was available both NES and SNES and the NES version was incredible for what it was trying to do for an 8-bit game 
So these are unique games, but uh, the fact that they're all in the collection is still about nostalgia. It is. It's a, really a nostalgia package. And uh, as someone who grew up with these uh, games, uh, I had a really good time with the collection. And I'm not sure that uh, new players will find the same amount of entertainment. Uh, I had never played Chippendale 2 and uh, Darkwing Duck or... Uh, Tailspin? The other sequel oh, in the collection. DuckTales 2, but uh, I really enjoyed them and I was really impressed by them for being released on the NES. One of them was released in 1994, wasn't it? Yep. The latest one, which is crazy late for an NES Mm -hmm. game. DuckTales 1 was 1989. That's the one I played the most out of all of those. The the package deal is $5 on the US market which for six games, uh, even if they're older games, uh, is a pretty good price. It's less than a dollar a game. Yeah, every game, if you have played them before, can probably be completed in an hour each. The Uh, achievement list, not so much, though. The achievement list, not so much. Uh, But uh, it's probably less than 15-hour completions for most you have the boss rush, rush modes, and you have um, some other difficult requirements. But I believe this one also offers a um, save state at any point. So you can uh, save even if you don't normally have a save point and uh, progress through the game a little bit more easily, which is a nice feature to have for those of us going back to NES platformers after many years of having our hands held. <laughs> yes. And these are fairly easy for being NES games. They are still more challenging than uh, the average uh, platformer nowadays. Kronos, why why don't you tell us about Torment Tides of Numenara? Torment Tides of Numenara is... um, I don't know whether to call it a sequel or uh, a a reimagining of a classic... um, Spiritual PC successor. Spiritual successor is probably the best way to go on this. Yeah, called uh, Torment. Uh, it's set in the Planescape universe of D anD D, and it is widely regarded as one of the best choice based RPGs because you can do so many different things in it. And uh, Torment: Tides of Numenera tries to do a number of the same things, but um, probably doesn't do it as successfully. It's here because it's on sale this uh, period, this sales period, and it is a very substantial discount. Uh, It's well worth having a look at if choice-based RPG games are your kind of thing, because it has a very solid pedigree, and even if it fails to meet the high standards of where they're trying to go, it has some strong uh, points in its favor as well, and a lot of people have really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been dreading starting this because it's a very long game and I really, really liked the prequel. Uh, Planescape Torment is one of the most interesting games I've ever played and uh, it probably holds up today. Uh, It was never very technically impressive back then but it's even less so now but uh, the story and characters and... uh, well, the philosophic, the philosophical, the ideas behind <laughs> torment and uh, how they play with uh, 
reality is really interesting. Interesting. I hope I hope Tides of Numenor is even close. Yeah, if it, if it can get even close, it's going to be an amazing game and well worth the price they're asking for. The odds are that it falls short and uh, without tarnishing our rem- uh, our memories of, of the previous game ends up being a, a, a disappointment because we have expectations set by it. Uh, it's still going to be probably an okay game on its own. Let's hope so. Elite Dangerous is for sale. Elite Dangerous is for sale, both versions. The base game, or if you want to get the uh, expanded version with all of the bells and whistles, you can buy them both in the sale now. Uh, the sale price is pretty substantial. Um, one of the things I was hoping to see here for this game is that it uh, eventually get down to under $20 for the full game, and is really close with this. It's still a very expensive game, but this is one that a lot of achievement hunters won't go after, simply because this is a... You know, I, I used to call them, you know, I only have room in my life for so many 500-hour games. This one sort of breaks the mold on that. How many 5,000-hour games do I have room in my life for? This game is so massive that you literally could spend the rest of your life playing just this game and probably still be satisfied if this genre was what you liked playing. It is a space exploration trading combat game. Uh, it has space flight simulation aspects where the controls of flying your ship are cumbersome enough that you know, you're going to have to spend some time learning how to fly your ship. But the the economics and the combat is also equally robust. This is a game that appeals very, very strongly to, I know, some members of the community. Um, and I definitely wanted to highlight it as, as a game to pay attention to because this is a really good price point for it uh, that really hasn't been reached before. Yeah, I'm scared of starting it. It seems yeah. massive, and I really don't have the t- have the hundreds of hours Very it would take to even get close to a completion. Not even necessarily get close to completion; just get close to good. Um, it is a massive game, and it is because it's so massive a little bit scary. Uh, but I think it's one of those if you can be okay with the concept of I'm never going to finish this game and being able to sit down and play it, you'll probably have a good time with it. Mm, we'll see if we get anyone to check out Elite Dangerous after this. Um, there's some pretty vocal people in the community that plays it, and uh, yeah, they haven't con- managed to convert a lot of other players. A lot of them are very generous as well, though, so if you're getting started, make sure you mention it uh, in the community somewhere, because someone will take you under their wing and make your first couple of weeks in the environment a little bit easier. Out of left field, there is a sale going on on Steam for Fallout 3. And the reason I mention it is because Fallout 3 is one of those infamous games where you can get 1,750 gamer score in uh, probably five minutes once you have booted it. Mm. Uh, There will be some uh, technical uh, things involved on getting the uh, Game for Windows Live functionality up and running, but... uh, if you manage to do that, there's a really big completion ready for you if you do. And that includes all the DLC on it, I think, as well. No, it doesn't include the DLC. Uh, you can buy the complete edition for $10, but you don't need that if you just want to do the admin commands. You only need the base game to get all the DLC achievements as well. That, that was what I meant. You can use the admin commands to get the DLC achievements. Yes. 
Uh, and the, the final, well, the penultimate item on our list is Prince of Persia from 2008. This one actually belonged in our 360 list, but uh, we I missed it and you missed it and we just fell apart on it. This one is a 360 game that recently became backwards compatible and is on sale for its digital version. Uh, I played it on disc many, many years ago uh, under the recommendation of a blogger that I was paying attention to who called it his favorite game of 2008. And the reason why is because even though it is a platformer and he doesn't like platformers, it approaches platforming games in a way that is new and unique that makes it really approachable to new gamers. Um, essentially, that there is no death in this game. It's not that there isn't any way to fail. There are lots of ways you can fail. But during the platforming sequences, if you miss a jump and you would fall down the pit, you are uh, teleported back to the beginning right where you started your jump sequence. This allows you to uh, progress through the game more quickly and learn the mechanics of platforming more easily than you would if you were being sent back to, say, the very beginning of the level. You don't have to practice things you've already perfected. You actually have to practice this new part over and over again. And he thought that this was particularly innovative. And I was appreciative of that idea and wanted to give it a shot. And I found the game to be enjoyable, not just because it treated me and my time with respect, but that the combat and the story were also very, very solid. It's a 3D platformer, and it is very different from most other Prince of Persia games. So people who are fans of the Prince of Persia series tend to look down on this particular game. But if you're just looking for a platforming game to spend some time with and have uh, you know a fairly short i think the whole game takes 15 to 20 hours to beat and then there's a dlc you can play as well without being punished for it uh it's this is one that i can recommend it's self-shaded beautiful art style solid story strong characters um a lot of things to recommend this game to it and it's on a very deep sale right now so if you've not played it in the past this is a good opportunity to pick it up i might pick it up i have a physical copy of it uh I've had it since 2009 at least, but for some reason I've never gotten into it. Okay, and let's finish this up with a warning. In this sale, there is Albedo, Eyes from Outer Space. And uh, Albedo is subjectively the worst game I've ever played <laughs> on an Xbox platform. It is... It is mind-blowingly bad. I've... I rarely get angry at games when I play them, but this game is just... There's there's something about this game that makes me upset. <laughs> it's so bad in many ways, and I can't even articulate what it is about it. Everything about it makes me upset. It's... Uh, I, I'm lost for words here. Well, we've, we've, we've heard of, of you games it? that are so bad that they're good. And then there are the games that are even worse than that, where they're so bad that they're bad. This one seems like it's so bad that it makes you angry. And that's that's a whole new level of bad. Yeah, even with a walkthrough, even when you try to, to solve the puzzles in this game yourself, you might have come up with the solution. You might have done what you were expected to do, but it doesn't register for some reason. The UI is so bad, and you can't tell if things you've done are working or not. Wow. And oh, what kind of game is it? The bad? puzzles are are horrible. There's an early puzzle where you 
need to get an electrical current from one side of the room to the other. And the solution is to pick up a bucket, fill it with water and have the, the bucket lead the current between the wiring. And unless you fill it with water, it doesn't work. And if you you don't actually slot it in, you have to physically place it and manually place it in a perfect manner for the current to work. So even if I had, I felt that I had solved that puzzle, but it didn't work because I was off by a millimeter or two. I I have never had to pick up a walkthrough as soon as I did with uh, uh, this game. I had even solved the problems that I wanted to solve, but I just couldn't figure out how to do it because the, the UI was so bad. The game carries a 1.5 star rating on TrueAchievements.com. So Wakapil may be particularly vehement in his displeasure with this game, but he is certainly not alone. People generally think this is a really bad game. So low price is not always indicative of quality, is it? Wow. A low price and an easy 1K, I think people buy it anyway. It is, well, it is an easy 1K, but it's a really torturous one. It's horrible. (laughs) I felt physically sick because of the screen tearing and and the color palette. The voice acting is actually hilariously bad. That's probably the one thing it has going for it. But I, I couldn't even... the. The achievements stop somewhere in the middle of the story, and I I couldn't even manage to get to YouTube to watch <laughs> how it ended. It was so bad, and I usually complete most games I start if they are not too difficult. But this was just horrible. I I, I get upset just thinking about it. it looks like so it's scheduled for be a aware. Yeah. Can you uh... be aware? Stream this game for us to watch, please? No way. <laughs> you do it. Maybe I'll do I it. Wanted... I was thinking about picking it up, and Wakapil sort of has I know, but this I... personal challenge to me in the past, I need, so maybe uh... I'll do it. <laughs> I need Waka's commentary, though. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have him on as a guest. <laughs> you can watch it. I will just be sitting there sighing, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> just having my head go back and forth. And... No, this... Oh. Maybe I lie down in peaceful position or something. It's, oh, this, oh, oh, we should end this. We we've been going way too long. <laughs> I expected this to take maybe thirty minutes, and we're close to one thirty now. <sighs> well, we have lots well, of stuff def- to deplete. Definitely gonna be the last episode of Sales and Sandwiches. Far too long. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody, and a Happy New Year. Whatever you buy. I hope it's good. Don't buy Albedo. Bye-bye.